So here we are again, another episode of Moms Moving On, and we're recording on a Monday this time, which is now going to be my thing, because it's like alliteration, Moms Moving On Monday with Michelle. I just think it sounds better. And today we have a guest that I'm really excited about for a whole different reason. Um, He is not a mom. He's a dad. And I think he's going to bring great perspective to this whole moving on thing in terms of co-parenting and divorce and handling that uh, from a man's perspective. You probably already follow him. I've shared him a few times. His name is Damon. His website is singledadmagic.com, and he blogs all about the single dad perspective and being a daddy to a daughter, which I love. And his Instagram is of the same name, Single Dad Magic. So Damon, thank you for being here. Yeah, Michelle, thank you for having me on your podcast. I uh, just wanted to say I appreciate all you do in the co-parenting space and uh, always kind of keeping it open and real, uh, which is which is my style too. It's uh, always a, a good time to chat with you. Um, and as you know, I'll never pass up an opportunity to talk about fatherhood. I know. Uh, and I, lo- I love that about you because there's a million and one of us mommy bloggers and such a small handful of daddy bloggers. And then even smaller than that are the daddy bloggers who are focusing in on co-parenting and divorce, which is what you do. Yep. And, and I love it. And I'm, I'm eager to talk about it. So I hope, uh, I hope everyone finds it interesting and helpful. I think the perspective is incredible coming from you. And so just to get us started, why don't you give us like the Cliff's Notes background version on Damon? Sure. So I live in Boston, Massachusetts, and I've been a single father who's co-parented for coming up on eight years. I describe myself as a regular guy um, who just loves raising his daughter. And I embrace that and, and cherish, cherish it very much. Um, you know, it's obviously not without its challenges, but overall, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. So my story is that I was in a relationship which never quite developed into something that was healthy and loving. Let's just say I wasn't being treated right. And then my girlfriend got pregnant. Um, and here's the thing. I knew I wanted to have children, but this wasn't the way it was supposed to happen. You know, not in a troubled relationship, you know, not before I established uh, that I could love this person for the rest of my life, you know, not until I was sure I had enough maturity for this role, but that's just not the way it unfolded. Um, and it's, it's not that I necessarily panicked because I was confident I could, I could handle parenthood. So we stayed together because I knew that was best for our daughter. Uh, my girlfriend needed my support through pregnancy and the early years of raising a newborn. Um, and then when my daughter was two, I broke off the relationship because I just wasn't happy. And I knew this wasn't the best situation for uh, my daughter. And I've been co-parenting uh, since that. And I'll just say that uh, I love being a dad and I spend so much time with it because simply I just really enjoy it. Uh, and it, it makes me feel so awesome that I, that I always want more. So that's kind of a little backstory there. And how old is your daughter now? She is nine. She's nine now. Okay. So you've been doing this seven years, which is longer than I've been doing it. My daughter, as you know, was two as well when I separated. And so for me, it's been three years of doing this dance. So you're like an OG and (laughs) I can probably learn a lot from you. Um, I think what so many people always want to know from me, and I'm sure from you, what was the, you know, you were unhappy for so long as so many of us are in our marriages or relationships. And then there always is that moment that you're like, okay, this is it. I got to go. What was that moment for you? 
in, in specific to my situation, um, I, the, the pregnancy happened very early into the relationship, you know, about nine months. So for me, I never had developed those feelings of, of love, right? It, it, I, I moved forward, you know, with, with having a child together and everything, um, because that was, you know, I felt um, it was my duty to, to take care of her, uh, you know, the mother of my child, um, and, and make sure that, you know, we were able to uh, support each other through, through this process. Um, you know, so w- when it came time to, uh, you know, leave the relationship, um, it, it, I didn't necessarily struggle with it because I understood my feelings, if that makes sense. I kind of always understood my feelings in the relationship and the, the pregnancy, you know, pretty much just happened. So what ultimately led to my decision to, to end the relationship was, you know, this, this, this desire to, you know, be happy as an individual, knowing that it's the best way I could raise my daughter um, was, you know, just making sure I'm taking care of myself. I love that. And I think that's such like a turning point in anybody's life when they realize if I'm not happy, nothing around me is going to work out the way I need it to. And of course, parenthood and parenting is the most important task we're given. So I think that speaks volumes to your level of self-awareness and knowing what was best for you, because, you know, there's that notion of, well, what's best for the kids? You know, I'm going to stay together for the kids. I'm going to be in this relationship for the kids. And it, and it's almost a selfish decision because, you know, I can't bear to have, less time with my children. So I'm going to stay in this unhappy relationship when in turn, you can't give of yourself fully because you're unhappy. Your partner has resentment because your partner knows you're unhappy and your kid is witnessing all of this. So I love that you were able to look past that and do this for both you and her for productive reasons. Yeah. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head and I don't really have much, much to add to that. I, I would say that, you know, I think a lot of times people are fearful of the logistics of a co-parenting situation you know if you know if you have regardless of how many children you have you know the thought of uh, you know um just managing the the different day-to-day stuff getting them from you know point a to point b right and and how that's going to work for your situation when you've probably become accustomed to doing it in a two-parent household so i think the thought of that is a little it creates a lot of nervousness for people It's, well, the thought of it, you know, the thought of anything unknown, I think, is what keeps people from moving on. And I I, I sometimes feel like I had the leg up in in my situation because I come from a divorce background. So I saw my mom raise me on her own and she seemed fine. I mean, obviously, that was my child perspective, but all was okay. Like nobody died and, and everyone survived it. So I think for me, I felt like, okay, I was kind of built for this, but I know a lot of people aren't. And so, you know, talking about fear of the unknown, you really have to just like kind of live in the day to day. I found, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I, I think it's important that, you know, people ensure if, if they're confronted with a situation like this, where it's, it's not feeling right or they're unhappy that, you know, they could say without a doubt that they've, you know, put in full effort to, to try to make their relationship work. You know, I, I get nervous in today's world with so many more people, um, you know, marriages ending in divorce that, you know, uh, people are 
are making that decision potentially too easily. So, you know, again, just my advice to, you know, really understand what your feelings are uh, and make sure it's, it's right for, for you and, and, and your children, of course. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that when we first connected that, you know, too many people are quick to jump to divorce. And my belief on it is, I mean, did I want that to happen? No, but you do have to prioritize your safety and your emotional well-being and your happiness. And if any of those are at stake, then, you know, yeah, obviously moving on is the best option. Um, But so you have a little girl and, you know, mothers and daughters have their own unique relationship like I have with my child, but daddies and daughters have one of the most important roles to play together in, you know, establishing a strong, solid foundation of, um, of, of, what to think of the male population when you're a little girl. So give me your perspective on, on your, you're with this little girl who, you know, I'm sure has all sorts of different needs and wants than you had growing up. How do you handle that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll say that there's, there's nothing like a, a father daughter relationship, you know, and it's, it's not that I have the perspective of a, of a mother or I have a son, so I can't really speak to anything else, but you know, it's, it's wonderful and it's fascinating and I just really enjoy it. And I remember, um, several years ago, I I think it was, uh, just before my daughter was born, my dad somewhat jokingly yet somewhat seriously expressed to me, uh, that he enjoyed raising daughters more than his sons, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, he, he, he told this in the, in the presence of my siblings and we all got a good laugh out of it. Um, but I, but I got what he meant, right? There's, it's just something really special. And the, the love I have for her is, is indescribable. Um, and to be honest, when I found out I was going to be a dad, I was actually hoping for a daughter. Um, so, you know, but, but ultimately, you know, I treat her as my child and as my friend and the, the gender is irrelevant, you know, um, I'm sure I'm, I'm terrible, and she would say this at doing things like her hair, right. Or, or putting a cute outfit together, but <laughs> y- you know what? I, I don't care. Right. My, my victories are in things like, you know, potty training her and teaching her to tie her shoes and opening her mind through travel and opening her heart, you know, by uh, volunteering together. Right. Um, I have a mother and I have three sisters and I have the internet to help me with, um, female oriented dilemmas, right? Or tasks, right? Or the, the day-to-day traditional, you know, quote unquote mom responsibilities, you know? So I honestly, I don't really give much, much thought to it. You know, what I would say is that, you know, what's been helpful for me is, you know, single fathers first succeed by being present and active. Um, you know, our kids, especially our daughters, they, they want our time and attention and it's all about showing up and being engaged uh, and our, our children deserve that f- from us, no matter what the situation is. I love that because I hear from so many moms, you know, who are co-parenting a little girl and, you know, oh, my daughter, she's obsessed with Frozen and princesses and this and that. And she goes to her dad's and none of that is there because he wants her to do things that he wants her to do. And the fact that you can put all of that aside and Uh, well, it seems like you had great experience in having three sisters and knowing exactly what a girl wants and needs, but um, it's just, you know, more than just being there, it's being able to meet them where they want to be. You know, sometimes my child wants nothing more than to 
put on lipstick and play dress up and I want her to play a game with me or do something more constructive, but it's about meeting kids where they are. And it seems like you, you get that so fully and that really shines through in all your posts and everything you write. I love your writing. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's about embracing our individuality. Right. And so I don't try to be someone I'm not. And, and I encourage her not to either. And, you know, being a little girl, like, yes, I've, you know, I can't count the times I've had her, you know, doll up my face with makeup. Right. And I've, you know, sat on the floor playing Barbies for hours at a time, you know, and again, regardless if those are considered, you know, more of a girl or boy activity, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of, again, being engaged and, and, and doing what, what it is, uh, you know, participating with them. I love that. So as your daughter is growing up, I'm sure she, you know, she's already made the connection that her co-parenting life is not typical. Um, and mommy and daddy are not in the same house. Does she bring you any of that? Like, you know, why can't you be at home with mommy or I want to be with you or I want to be with mommy? Um, not really, you know, uh, you know, we split when she was two. So in a, in a sense, this is kind of all she's, she's ever known. Um, however, every once in a while, she'll have a, a moment of struggle. For example, uh, this, this past December, you know, when we were talking about, you know, how the holidays were going to work, um, because normally, you know, we rotate years and in, in my years, I go back to New York to visit family. And, um, this year, cause she's getting older, she's almost 10. I asked her, you know, what's important to you? And, you know, she said, I want to, you know, open presents at my mom's house on Christmas. I want to open presents at my dad's house on Christmas. And I also want to be in New York with my extended family opening presents on Christmas, you know? And I'm <laughs> like, ah, okay, let's, let me think about how, and, you know, and then I have an interest in being with family on Christmas Eve back in New York, but she wants to be here. So, you know, she had a, a, a breakdown, right. And, you know, and she was, she got very upset and, you know, she's, you know, crying and, you know, why can't, you know, we be like everybody else. Right. And why do we have to have two homes and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And it's, it's hard as a, as a parent to, to see a child struggle with that. And, you know, but, but over, over the years, you've, you've just kind of learned a way to, to help talk them to through and support them, you know, and say, Hey, it's fair that you're feeling that way, you know, but let's think about all the, all the, the benefits, right. Or all the good things, you know, and, and again, the, these, these don't happen. This situations like that don't happen a lot, but, um, you know, she's, we, we've also found that she appreciates a, a regular schedule and I, and that's really important, you know, and she can tell when it swings one way or the other, if one's away and we've, we've talked anytime we talk about switching something of the routine up, we always include her as part of that conversation to make sure she's comfortable. That's great. So, so going back to when she has the breakdown, even though it's not often, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions and you talk about the benefits of her situation. What are some of those that you talk her through? So, uh, you know, the, 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 the first and I guess most important is you have two loving parents, right? I mean, you have a dad that adores you and you have a mother that adores you, right? And, you know, that's what you need to, to, to worry about most here, you know, and you're fine and you're taken care of and you're healthy and, and so on. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you, you tend to kind of, you know, spin it, not necessarily spin it, but, but, but um, communicate it in a way, present it in a way that is like, 
wow, you, you get so much more out of a situation like this, right? You have two homes, you know, that you're a part of, right? You know, and, and different things and, and different friends. And, you know, not a lot of others have that, right? And, you know, extended families, right? Her mother married, right? And so she gained a stepsister and she gained a stepfather, right? And she gained extended step family, right? And so I think it just... Um, you know, you just, you just kind of focus in on those, on those things that, that um, I don't know, that, that they may appreciate um, in terms of new opportunities, right. Uh, for them that, that others may not have in a, in a two parent household. And obviously you don't want to talk down the, the two parent household. It's just talking up the situation that you're in. Basically. Well, and you're not, you're not saying anything that isn't true. And I probably have said this on every podcast and every interview I've done thus far. The research shows that kids who are co-parented well, end up better, more resilient, more independent because of it. Because like you just said, she's got two homes. She has to adjust to two different schedules, two different ways of living. You know, the way you serve breakfast and ask her to get ready for school is going to be very different than how your ex does it. She has new family she had to adapt to. That's huge for any of us. That's, that's tough, but on a child, it's even harder and they do it and they're better for it. And so it's, it's so great that we're in an era where people are speaking to the benefits of this lifestyle, because sure, ultimately you're not going to end up in this situation, but if you have to, make lemonade out of it because your kid is going to, your kid's going to be the one who goes to college and doesn't have a hard time adjusting because they roll with the punches and, and they go back and forth. Like it's, you know, like it's natural. So I, I truly see that. And I see my daughter, you know, in every situation, a parent at a birthday party or at the playground will say, wow, she seems so mature and she really knows how to handle herself. And I'm like, yeah, well, she's got no choice, you know? So of course right, she can right. And I love that. I love that about her. And I know that I am the way I am because of it. And your daughter is going to be better off because of it. So good for you for being able to break that down for her the way that you do. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So in the beginning, she was two, right? And a lot of people do get separated with little, little, little kids. Can you share an example of how you put, how you had to put her first when having to adjust to co-parenting, right? So maybe it was, she's two. And at that age, anybody just wants their mommy. Like, what did that look like in the beginning for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, first of all, you know, we need to remember that, you know, a co-parent's ultimate guide, right. Should be acting in the best interest of the child. Right. So, you know, I get this can be easier said than done for a lot of people, but you know, that was kind of the, the, the mindset I knew I needed to have from the beginning and it may have taken me a little bit to get there, but it, it's, it's, I knew that's where I needed to, to go. Um, you know, and the challenge is that a lot of the time, what we feel is best for them may not feel fair to us, right? As in the other parent, you know, gains an advantage, right? Or, or gets off easier, you know, whether those are real feelings or, or just our perception, right? It's, it's okay to feel that way. You know, but we, again, we just need to remember that this is about doing what's, what's right for the kids. And that's so I've, I've always kept kind of forefront in my mind. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, I reflect on my legal proceedings and they were a total blur, right? But I never forget my attorney saying to me, you know, that you're going to feel like this is, this is shitty and this is unfair, right? But 
that's just the way it is sometimes as a single parent, you know, so, so get over it and, and, and start to accept that Damon. And that, that really resonated with me. Um, you know, so I think what, um, what's helped me kind of be successful through the transition is that, you know, even to this day is that I've learned not to worry about things that are out of my control. Um, you know, everyone has their own parenting styles and are going to do it differently. As long as my daughter's, you know, physically safe, I'm good. You know, there are things that happen when she's with her mom that, you know, I may not agree with or could lead me to worry about her psychological or emotional well-being. But unless it's really extreme, I don't get involved. You know, the best I can do, again, this is my opinion, is create a close uh, trusting relationship with with my daughter so we can talk about these things and you know then I can have the opportunity to share my own perspective right on something I may not agree with right that her mom said or what she does in, in that household and I would also never say that her mom was was wrong for saying anything right it's a it's a parent's you know responsibility to teach individuality you know and you know over time you know I've strengthened the relationship with with my, my ex. And, you know, now we can talk constructively about things when we absolutely need to. So, um, you know, it just, it's, it's just kind of worked out over time. That's great. And every, every conversation I have comes back to this whole thought of control, right? Like the last podcast I recorded, I was talking to a woman who was like, yeah, I'm a type A control freak. So having to give that up when my son goes to be with my ex-husband 50% of his life, like, it's a difficult pill to swallow because as parents, you know, we're, we're so used to telling our kids what to do and how to do it and this and that, and then not having that opportunity for so much of our time in their adolescence is it feels unnatural, but it is so critical for your own mental well-being and the well-being of your child. You just got to like, let it go. Like you said, unless it's really impactful and really emotionally damaging, let it go. Yeah, I think I think just to echo a point you made, I said, you know, we we can't be selfish about the time with our children because it hurts when they're away from us, right? You know, and I but I think that's something people struggle with initially. Oh um, yeah, you, you know, and it's right. And if you have you know genuine you know love and for for your children, it's gonna hurt. You know, I, I don't want, not want to see my daughter every day, and I really struggle with that even seven eight years later. You know, but again, it, it, in the end, it's about doing what's, what's best for them. And what's best for them is to have, you know, time with both parents. Right. So. So, like I said, we talk to a lot of moms and I always hear the mom perspective on the struggles with co-parenting. And yes, a lot of that goes back to control. It goes back to, you know, it all becomes kind of the same, you know, my, my ex never did this right or that right. And now they're with my child. I never hear it from a guy's perspective. What are some challenges for dads who co-parent? Um, so, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a little difficult to answer because all situations are, are different. Um, so let me try to describe it as, you know, some of the things we can be aware of, right? Well, so, let, me, let me give you an example of what I always hear, and then you can speak to that. I'm the, a mom will say, I'm the disciplinarian and I'm the one who has to do all the serious stuff. And my child just goes to her dad to have fun. He's the fun guy. (laughs) 
see why I might, what, <laughs> how do you um, challenge that? And I'm not saying that's how I feel, but this is what I hear all the time. Fair enough. And again, you know, every situation is different. So in my own, I don't, I don't think I, I, I sure I, I, my ex has said, you know, things like that before, but I also know what goes on in, in her household. And there are a lot of times where they're doing things that, you know, I can't offer as, as her dad, you know, given my current financial situation or, or whatever it may be. Um, I, I don't, you know, again, every person is going to be a different kind of parent. So whether, you know, and I don't, I think it's, it's, we don't want to, you know, kind of associate specific roles, like they're the fun parent or they're the controlling parent or the disciplinarian. You know, I think there's an opportunity here uh, as co-parents to, to learn from each other. Right. And some of that may not be, you know, we shouldn't have to have conversations every week about how we're going to, you know, balance out our co-parenting, but, you know, make sure, you know, what, what's happening in each, we're, we're giving our, our providing our, our, our children a balance of, 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 um, of everything. So it, again, it's, so it's a little bit hard to, to answer that because in a lot of ways, um, I, I'm not just the fun parent, you know, she, there's a, we, we work on a lot of, you know, emotional development. Right. And, um, you know, we work on a lot of stuff with school. And like I said earlier, you know, I was the one who helped her learn to tie her shoes and got her potty trained and things. And so, you know, what, what I say to, you know, to, to mothers who, who have that concern is, you know, I think you need to focus on, you know, what's positive and the value in that, which is, you know, they're spending time, they're having quality time with their, with their parent, right? And whether it's, you know, always playing video games or whatever it may be, not everyone's going to be cut out to be this super successful, highly engaged parent. You know, I think at the end of the day, we hope to have, you know, a, a co-parent who wants to spend time with with their kid. And if it's, going to be, you know, playing more games or, you know, not disciplining them, then we just have to make, make do with, with what that is. Right. And then learn to, to adjust. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you sound like you've, you've got this on lock. It's really refreshing. It really is to hear you, you, your whole thing, you just keep coming back to what's best for her. What's, going to be the most productive and what's going to be the most fulfilling as she moves more and more into womanhood in, in your care. I think that's yeah. great. Um, okay. So a little bit more about you, you have this blog and what are you hoping that people take away from your blog? Is it just sharing experiences or is there one underlying message you want everybody to know? That's a good, good question. So when I started this, um, you know, about 10 months ago, I was just, um, I had wanted to just to do more writing and, you know, I, n- I never quite knew what it was I wanted to write on, but, you know, having, you know, spent several years as a single parent, I, I figured there, there were some, some, some stories I wanted to say. And, and one of the, one of the initial reasons I got into this was, um, I had a, a, a difficult experience going through you know, the court process and establishing custody and, and things weren't really made easy for me. And, you know, I wanted to 
you know, in my own way, kind of raise awareness for equal parenting rights. Um, you know, and, you know, as a person who puts everything in a fatherhood, fatherhood, you know, I get frustrated, um, you know, feeling like dads are, are, are secondary parents, right? And a lot of the times we have to prove our abilities as a parent to be treated equally, you know, and it's, it's wrong and hurtful, in my opinion, to broadly assume, you know, broadly that dads cannot parent on their own as, as effectively as a, as a mother, right? And, and this is, this is weighed on me, right? So part of, part of it was, was, you know, showing people that, you know, dads know what they're doing, right? And we can do a really good job as, as parents. And I, I think I've come to find that that gives, gives inspiration to people, right? And, and they enjoy seeing that. And maybe there's things they can learn about my situation that they could apply in their own, right? And, you know, one of the things I, I, you know, I do on Instagram is I, I like to show uh, the things we do together and talk about it, right? Um, because I, 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 again, it's it's all about action. You know, it's I could say here all day I'm a good parent, but I need to we need to show we're good parents, right? And um, within that is this desire to express myself, uh, you know, my feelings as a as a father, but also as a as a man, um, because you know there's not a lot of other men out there doing this, right? Exactly. And so. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't say when I began this journey, I knew how or if that would resonate with people or be helpful, but it, it seems to be, you know, and, you know, I think there's also something there, you know, for, unfortunately for, you know, people who didn't have a good relationship with their dad or, you know, or who their children don't have the best relationships with their dad. It's, it's nice for them to see that, you know, there, there's others out there that are having that experience, or there are other good men and good fathers out there, you know, that, that are stepping up. Right. And, you know, um, you know, so not thinking so negatively about, you know, men and fathers, I think I wanted to kind of change that perception in, in my own way, you know, and I've, I've done some advocacy work for some organizations, but I never wanted to approach this from being angry about it, you know, and being upset because that takes away energy from being a good parent to my daughter, right? And I've never wanted to do that. So now I'm just like, the way I affect things is just by being an awesome parent and telling my story. And hopefully that, you know, that's inspirational to people. Well, it is. And for all those reasons, that's why I was turned on to your account and why I wanted to have you on because your perspective is very important. You know, we're co-parenting with a mother and a father. So the mother the mom perspective can't be the only one we hear from. And so I think you definitely do set the bar for what a daddy daughter relationship would be in terms of what you're putting out there on Instagram and in your blog. Um, and I think it's important that people learn from that, both women and men, you know, women who are starting this process and so scared to have their child be away from them with their father for whatever reason this is refreshing to see that, you know what, here's a daughter being fully loved by her dad and having a great time with him. So it's possible. It's right. And, you know, I hope that, you know, other, other dads receive this message too. I mean, it's, it's a special opportunity in our lives. Right. And, and, and like I said at the beginning, you know, I, I embrace it, you know, and I, and I love it. It just, it just makes me happy doing it. And honestly, there's, there's not much else I'd, I'd rather be doing. So, um, you know, I'm happy to have the opportunity to, 
to tell my story, right, and to and to to lead by example, um, and it's been great. Well, thank you so much for giving us a look into your life as a dad. Um, I always end this with asking, what is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who is on the brink of moving on, whether it be in co-parenting, divorce, relationships, life, whatever? Yep. So and this might sound similar to some of the things we already talked about, but you know, you're, you're going to question every single thought and feeling regarding this decision, right? And I think a lot of the fear comes from, you know, how can I get all this done on my own and, and feeling like this isn't the best choice for the, the child or the children because it breaks up the family, right? So it's, it's definitely very scary. Um, but with the right intentions, it will undoubtedly end up in a better place for, for you and for your kids, right? Because as we said earlier, right, you need to be happy in order to parent right. Um, so here's the one thing that has really helped guide me through the breakup, the legal process, right? The co-parenting and everything in between, right? With every decision I make, I ask myself, if my daughter were an adult, would she approve of the decision I'm making, right? That's the guide I use. That's my conscience. So good. That is how I determine if something is in her best interest, right? It's not about what my mom might say or do. It's not about what my daughter's mom. It's not about what society says. It's not about what the judge says. No, it's about knowing I made choices that she would make for herself, right? If she was an adult, right? So even if it brings pain or results in frustration because it feels unfair, I know I'm doing what's, what's best for her. Um, And then if I can add a second one, uh, I'll just say that, the other important thing is boundaries. And I know you, you talk about this, but you know, you're, you're going to need to be flexible in order to succeed at co-parenting. But when you cannot agree, it's good to have, you know, a, an established agreement in place to fall back on it. It just helps avoid conflict. And we've, I am we've sitting had a here lot of nodding, sleep. Damon. I am nodding uh-huh. so hard. <laughs> the, the, the process itself by getting there was very uh, emotionally difficult and draining, but so happy. And again, you know, that was, you know, maybe a, a year long process, but it sets us up so well for the next, you know, the remainder of her life, or at least, you know, the next 18 years or whatever, whatever it may be for. Absolutely. I, I've reverted back to saying, as per the MSA, many, many times in my situation. So I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, thank you, Damon. This was super refreshing. Tell everybody where we can find you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I have a, a blog uh, where I, I post, you know, every couple weeks or so, uh, www.singledadmagic.com. And then through my Instagram and Facebook accounts of the same name. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate the chance to share more about my experiences and approaches in co-parenting. Um, you know, I tell everyone, you know, don't hesitate to reach out, you know, and I'm always welcome. I always welcome ideas of, of things you'd like to hear about or, or, or for me to write about from a, from a kind of a dad man point of view. Love it. Thank you again. And everybody else, thank you for listening. Don't hesitate. If you have questions or anything else you want to know from Damon, we can always bring them back on. Keep it moving, everybody. Have a great day.